Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Charlie Butters. And I'm bringing you a bonus episode of IWTV Guide, a special interview series called On a Tear. And our first person, none other than the suplex assassin, Alex Kane. It's time to get clocked in and get all of this interview. Yeah. Alex Kane never leaving because he always put in work. Clocking me in every day and catch a check up on the first on the mat with the rats. And I'm the suplex assassin. Go to sleep on the matches. I'm the suplex assassin. Yeah, they work, work, work. Alex Kane put in work. Clocking me in every day and catch a check up on the first on the mat with the rats. And I'm the suplex assassin. Go to sleep on the matches. I'm the suplex assassin. Yeah, they work. Flexing yeah. for the grand, for the grand. Suplexing on the island with my fam. Yeah. Alice Kane in the building. All right, we are here live from Suplex Island, and I have the Suplex Assassin Alex Kane with me. How's it going, man? It's going great. I like that you uh, you, intro- you introduced it from Suplex Island. <laughs> I love that. Was not expecting that one. Yeah, we're only you know a couple islands away from Filthy Island, so kind of just hopped over yeah. here for a little bit. Uh, so, uh, this interview kind of came about, uh, in a fun way. Like I just kind of threw it out. I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I could get an interview and you jumped on it real quick. And then mouse was like, do it. And, uh, I, I like mouse. And he, once he said to definitely do it, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this. This has to happen. So mouse is the man. Like, I think the first time I met him, like I didn't really, I, cause I didn't know who he was. And I didn't know if he was going to be like, I didn't know if he was going to be like, it's like inviting. Cause I met him, I met Billy for the first time at a show in Tennessee called Revive Pro. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like Mouse was there, but like, I didn't like, I'm shy myself. Um, so like, I didn't know if I should like approach him or not, but, um, I met, I saw him again at action, at action and we got to talking, um, and, he and ever since like we ever since that day like he has been like in my corner like all the time he's always like pu- i guess he's always pushing me to uh to continue to better myself mm-hmm. like we were talking about um we were talking about uh me like cuz i was asking yeah i was asking him about uh the the big cartel store that that billy has um and i was asking him about like how like they went about doing that. And I still have to message his wife um, to get those details. But he was even telling me to like trademark my trademark suplex Island and trademark my name or whatever, which are things I haven't really thought about, Mm -hmm. but that make a lot of sense. Right. Uh, They're just expensive. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I have been looking into like getting new graphics and stuff drawn up for, for the podcast and stuff. And it gets pricey if you want, quality work done it can get, it can get mm-hmm. crazy uh yeah but mouse first time i met him uh my buddy uh that also is like my podcast mentor justin they had met before and uh, they were joking around and uh just i jumped in the conversation and we hit it off and i mean we talk on twitter all the time now and uh we're into a lot of the same kind of shows and stuff like that so it's it's 
cool to get to see him when i do get to see him usually it's at black label pro and that kind of stuff so uh but he's always been super cool and uh i'm, I'm glad that he kind of gave that little push because like I'm, I'm shy as well so i'm just like i'm not gonna jump into something i was like i'll throw this out there because maybe one day i'll do interviews and everything else and then when you said yeah and then he's like do it i'm like okay i'm gonna do this now i have to do this so <laughs> glad he gave us the push so uh, the main reason why I did want to do this interview though, is, uh, Southern underground pros coming back and you are going to face Cole Radrick. And I sponsored that match. Uh, I was given the list of matches that one instantly stood out to me. Uh, cause you guys are both young and hungry. And I was like, this is going to be, uh, this could be like the sleeper banger of the show. And, uh, what, what are your thoughts going into that match? How you feel about that? We are stealing the show. I don't care. I mean, I've seen the other match, some of the other matches on the card, mm-hmm. and they are star-studded, and they are going to be insane. Every single match on the show is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. But me and Cole are going to steal the show. I if feel it. We, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to doubt that we're going to steal the show. We're going to steal the show. Um, I I feel like so much of what's going on right now for me, like some, so much of this, I guess what you could call like success. Um, I feel like I've like spoken a lot of it into existence. I don't know if you believe in that, but I do Um, just like putting energy out, putting the energies of what you want Mm -hmm. out into the world or whatever. And like still like grinding and whatever, so that it returns to you. Mm -hmm. I can remember my first, cause I, this is about, this is about to be my third year wrestling in may um but i remember like in like my first year i saw cole radrick he i think it was like it's just like a highlight video he did this like really cool like he he had he has like a few suplexes in his arsenal that are really really cool and really creative mm-hmm. and i saw that i was like that is fucking awesome and um, i don't know if i can curse on it you absolutely curse. can yeah, yeah yeah okay cool um it was fucking awesome and like he wasn't, I mean, at the, t- I think I'm big, I'm bigger than him now, but at the time I think we were around the same size. And I was like, this dude is out here throwing these bigger guys around. And like this, like, this is awesome. So, and even when I talk to Cole now, he'll be like, I'm just a guy. I'm like, you're not just a guy. <laughs> you are, you're one of the guys in my book. Yeah. He, but he- I'm, he has a super I'm, unique move set and it, it's uh it's always interesting to see some of the stuff he pulls out and it, it's funny it's like you could tell that he gets enough ring time and and practice because he just comes up with the stuff that's like so simple but yet it's like that makes so much sense that you would do something like that if you have the time in a ring to kind of come up with this stuff it makes sense that it would be a thing and it just i love it he's uh the, the time that like I talked to him when we were at uh paradigm uh last weekend and just like some of the stuff that we were talking about, I'm like, this dude, you're a genius. Like, and it's not even like some of the stuff I'm talking about is not even like complex ideas. It's the most simple, it's the most simple stuff. But when you, re- when you sit back and think, you know, this is going to be way better than doing all of this over here, all this other all also the complex um unnecessary shit over here and we can just do this su- we can tell this super simple story and get so much more out of it mm-hmm. um i yeah i'm i'm stoked there's there's a lot of matches coming up for me that i am just i'm beyond thankful been extremely excited 
The first time I really took notice of you was your match against uh, Dominic Greeny at action. And uh, I love Dom. Uh, for the longest time, I didn't like Dom because he didn't wear boots. And I, and I hated uh, barefoot wrestlers because I felt like that was if, – if, if you're wrestling somebody that's barefoot and you don't go after their feet instantly, then, like, it just – it takes the illusion away for me. So now yeah. that he wears boots and stuff, I'm like, okay, like it's, it's fine. But I came around on him before he started wearing the boots, but I finally got over that silly thing in my head that had just bothered me forever. Uh, but yeah, that match was, was really good. And I was like, okay, I was like, I need to start watching more of more of Alex Kane. And I did some research uh, going into this interview and I watched you and uh big beef from uh, no hook. And that match was absolutely wild. Man, that, like, when they told me I was wrestling him, I was like, okay, what am I about to do with Big Beef or whatever? Because he's, he's, on, he, he's on another level, and he's on another level in a good way. Like, uh, there were, like, I think, like, in the beginning of the match, I was a little bit, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm loud in the introduction or whatever, but I kind of, I, I, I guess I kind of, like, mellow out a little bit so I can focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that, that first, the first little like tackle spot or whatever, we're all just two big dudes slapping me. And he's just like all hype or whatever. And I felt that. And I was like, I, I love this. <laughs> There's two more of this. Um, but that match was, yeah, that, that match was a lot of fun. I, I'm trying to find other words, but that match was just a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, and, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't get any any critiques from anybody that was there, but like, I do have like people who are like old, like old school, and they'll be like, uh, well, you know, you're the suplex assassin, and somebody suplexed you, uh, it's, you're killing your gimmick, man, and like, I, I had explained this to somebody else yesterday. It's like I'm going to get suplexed. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and like in the beginning, I thought that it would kill it. But when you when you really break it down and think about it, it's going to happen. If somebody's in control of you and they've got you out on your feet or they've got they got you rocked and they don't suplex me, that's stupid on their part. Right. Or whatever. Um, so for me, it's like if it's going to have like if I'm wrestling somebody smaller than me. Then no, I'm not gonna let you suplex me. You are you really you gonna really have to work for this. Right. But if you're if you're my size or bigger than me, like that may make zero sense for you to be like, oh no, you're not gonna suplex me. It's just, I mean, I still make you, I still make you work for it, but I'm I'm not I'm not that kind of I'm not here to deny people uh, their move set. Right. Like I think that's lame. Well, I think that probably ties into like uh, when Taz was doing his suplex machine gimmick. Like, I think it was Sabu. They made a big deal. Sabu actually got him off his feet. Or no, it was Chris Jericho was the first person to suplex him. And they made a big deal about it because nobody could do it because he was the suplex machine. And I, I guess I see that being a big deal, but I think it just makes it all the more impressive on your opponent that, oh, he can get this guy up. So, yeah. I mean, I, I can see where, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. And it's silly if they don't do that. Um, beef though, the first time, like I'd seen him a couple times prior and he had some intensity, but, uh, I saw him at black label pro, um, it was one of their COVID shows. He faced, um, Levi Everett. 
he came out and he had this intensity that just, it, it scared me. It took the air out of the room and it like legit made me like, Oh my God, what is happening? Like, I, I know this guy and this is not that guy. And he has just, he is on another level with that intensity now. And it's scary to like be in a room with that. And then it's funny to see him after the, like after when he's like selling his gimmicks and stuff and he's just, just beef. But it's like, it's scary intensity while when he's going into a match. It's, it's that switch. It's that switch that I feel like everybody needs that switch. It doesn't necessarily have to be that, like that intense, mm-hmm. um, but everybody needs a switch. Like, I feel like beef has even. I feel like even, yeah. Actually, no. I feel like beef has separated because um, a lot of he's separated himself from his character, mm-hmm. so he can. So when it's time to be his character, he can be that character. Um, and I feel like so many people get lost in, you know, trying to be a version of themselves but turned up. Like I don't think I don't think that's for everybody. I don't feel like turning your turning who you are up to 11 is for everybody some people like me person me myself i have to separate alex kane from from myself in everyday life Mm -hmm. because that's the only way i was able to um really lean into alex kane because how alex kane is on in, in matches and on on camera is not how i am in in everyday life Mm -hmm. again i'm shy alex kane is not shy yeah, he uh he clocks in, so definitely clocks the fuck in. <laughs> so uh since you are the suplex assassin, uh what's your favorite suplex variant? Is it is it your finish or do you have other ones that you really uh that you like visually? Uh visually, my favorite one visually is the X Plex. Um it's just, it's such a it's just such a cool move to do. Mm-hmm. Um I was watching Joker and John Dahmer the other day. Um, I believe it's CZW. Is it CZW? Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like that'd be CZW. I think it's CZW. Um, and they did some, they, they did some cool, like suplex variants. I, uh, I, yeah, I think it's called like, I think he calls it the Filipino buster, but he doesn't like, it's, it still looks like a suplex. Um, I've grown to like that one. I've kind of remixed it a little bit. Um, and turned it into a, a variant of an exploder, mm-hmm. but um, that new that that one right there, that and the Xplex are probably my favorites right now. And the your finish is like a variant of the Southern Light Suplex, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay. um, I, I think I was I was playing the video game. I was playing one of the video games, and I was trying to like find like something something cool, something unique. Because before that, I think I was using. A spear and the spears don't make the spear didn't make sense for, for being a suplex assassin right um, so i was trying to find something cool that i could do that would that would like allow me to stand out that doesn't look like anything else anybody else is doing and i saw this i saw the southern line suplex i'm like this is insane why isn't because I, I think i caught wind of that drew gulak used to do it and mm-hmm. i'm over here like why did he stop <laughs> right i mean I, I mean i guess i'm glad at this point that he did but still, why did he stop? Like this is this move is sick. I switch it up instead of grabbing the leg closest to me. I grab the leg farthest farthest from me, mm-hmm. which would be, would be the right leg. Um, for me, it makes it from a um, uh, from a I guess work standpoint. It makes it safer for the guy taking it because then he can 
curl up. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I want every, I want everything I do to look like death, but I'm not trying to kill anybody. Right. Um, I don't know if that, uh, I don't know if that kills kayfabe. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously we don't, you know, want you actually breaking necks or doing any of that. So that's, we, we like to have everybody safe. Um, yeah. that, but you can hit that on people too. I think maybe that's why he didn't, he doesn't do it or stop doing mm-hmm. it because he can't hit that on everybody. You are a bigger guy. So you could hit it on guys like big beef. And it's like, Oh, holy shit. You can do that to that, that big of a man. And, uh, I think there's I a creed. And since I did it to Logan Creed, I don't want to hear shit out of anybody's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Logan Creed is that that's a big man. So yeah, that's yeah. If you could do it to him. Yeah. You can, uh, that's, that's your move now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's mine. Okay. Uh, so speaking of that, uh, in, in wrestling games, uh, what is, uh, your first wrestling memory? Uh, my first wrestling memory is playing. Actually, no, that's not even it. My first wrestling memory is watching Stone Cold Demolition. Um, I got it at a yard sale, and I didn't necessarily at the time. I didn't necessarily know who Stone Cold Steve Austin was fully, mm-hmm. um, but the person that sold it to me said that Stone Cold Steve Austin was the coolest thing to ever happen to the world. Um, so I just watched that religiously, um, and uh, it was, I believe it was. The video was the buildup between him and Kane going to their first blood match at King of the Ring 1998. But yes, I watched that every day. <laughs> He's uh, he was my my first um, getting into it. I started in late 97, early 98, and he was the man. So like my buddies at school were talking about him, and I was like, oh, I got to check this out. And the first night I watched is the night that he threw uh, the Intercontinental Title off the bridge. Uh, after, I think it was after the D generation X pay-per-view and, uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I was like, this guy's awesome. And that was the ride. Like we got to the Royal rumble. My cousins got that. We, we watched the Royal rumble. He won. Uh, I got the next pay-per-view. No way out of Texas. We had a big party at my place. My mom had like all her friends over my aunts, my uncles, everybody, all us kids watched the pay-per-view. And then, uh, I, I pulled the trigger too early. I should have waited and we should have got WrestleMania. Cause that, that was the one that made sense to, to get to watch him win the belt. But I did get to see it later on. And, uh, him and Michaels is still one of my all time favorites, even though he says he, he hates that match. I think it's one of the best matches of all time. Cause it's really the, uh, him becoming the, the champion and, and that whole, that whole era is like my, my prime era for wrestling. I love that era. Like I, I feel like, I think we all gravitate towards. I think like Stone Cold Steve Austin is the most relatable character ever, and I say that because we. I feel like we all at some point would like to punch our boss in the face. <laughs> yeah. and the fact that he did that on national television week in and week out, it's just kind of like I'm just gonna live through you, Steve Austin. I'm just gonna live through you right quick because. Uh, um, I obviously can't punch my boss in the face because I need my job. Right. Uh, uh, I think also the I enjoyed I enjoyed the rock in that era, but like it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't. I guess catch too much wind of the rock until like uh, like like two thousand one, two thousand two. I had to actually go back and watch older rock stuff. Um, but I guess as far as the era, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin definitely my favorite of that era of time. 
Who's your favorite? What's your favorite? Um, I guess rendition of the rock. I don't. I don't know if rendition is the right word, but like, what's your favorite era of the rock? Um, man, that's a good question. So I liked. I liked the initial like corporate rock because he was just that the, the best version of a heel to go up against Stone Cold Steve Austin. And my buddy was a big rock guy and I was a big stone cold guy. So like we were always, uh, going back and forth in school about it. Um, I really liked when they did uh, turn him face though. Later on, it was really cool to see. Um, Hollywood rock was really cool. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to have to go with yeah, corporate rock because that's when he really, he really hit that the stride there and was like the ultimate bad guy. And I like Hollywood rock and I like Hollywood rock because he was again he's an, he's a heel again but like it's i mean the rock is never really like super serious but like at hollywood rock it was just it was hilarious it was it was hilarious like because people would be like people would be wanting to chant for him and he's over here like no 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 you boo the rock now you have to keep booing the rock you don't get to cheer the rock you don't get to <laughs> Uh, this is not sing along with the rock. The rock concerts were awesome. <laughs> Playing the guitar. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. So, who were your your big influences uh, overall to to get into wrestling? My big influence to get overall into wrestling: um, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, I don't, can you? Okay, yes, he did. He he committed a, a gross and heinous act. Oh, whatever. But before that, um, before that, it was Chris Benoit's in there. He's definitely in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's. I guess that's still like a touchy subject to talk about. And I guess for some people, he can't be your favorite anymore. Um, but um, he was definitely in there. I like. I just his intensity was unmatched. Um, oh my god, dude was just. He dude was. was just, he was really good, man. Like, um, yeah, I think there's, uh, you can separate the character from the art at that. They're the man from the art. I feel yeah. like the wrestler Chris Benoit was, uh, one of a kind in the ring and was one of the best ever. Uh, the man obviously, like you said, did something very heinous and it can never be forgiven. Uh, but everything up leading up to that time, he was, uh, I'd say it's a different person that, that, that one weekend yeah. he was somebody else. That was not the guy that everybody loved and that the, the work rate. And all, I mean, I guess uh, to me, that's not, you can still be a fan. Obviously it's just, it's tarnished by how he, how things ended, but yeah, he still had a, an amazing career. And I mean, I know a lot of people that were influenced by Benoit, like a lot, a lot of people in the last 20 years have been influenced by him, no matter that outcome he's he influenced a whole generation of wrestlers shelton benjamin's an interesting one uh he's had an interesting career too because like he even got to go to new japan and do Mm -hmm. some stuff there after wwe and uh i just feel like he never got the respect he deserved when he like he was so talented and like he had some runs and stuff but man they could have done so much more with him and i think with i hope that i hope that the hurt business goes on for longer than I think it's going to go on for. And I hope that they don't like break them up or anything. I mean, I feel, I mean, I guess at some point you have to break up a group mm-hmm. um, to, I guess to elevate somebody else. Um, but I really hope that 
before it's all said and done, he at least gets to hold the WWE Championship. I don't care if it's for for six months or one week. I just feel like I just feel like he should be in that spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, I've heard people be like, "Oh, he can't cut a promo." I'm like, I've sharp, I've seen him cut promos. They're not The Rock. They're not Steve Austin. But like, not everybody's gonna be all, oh, "Oh yeah, brother." Like that's that's not everybody. Like right. I feel like I feel like he gets the point across. Um, but even even if he even if he couldn't cut a promo, I don't care. I don't care. I don't I don't think every I don't think every I don't need somebody to be able to cut a promo to sell me a match. No, I don't need and Lesnar doesn't have to. That's what he has Heyman yeah, for. There, there's people. That's what you get a good manager to go out there and and take care of it. I mean, you got MVP right there. He can cut a promo. He can be the mouthpiece. That the right there. Literally, all Shelton Benjamin has ever needed his entire career was a mouthpiece. That is it. Mm-hmm. You can't. If you there's not there's nothing in there's nothing in wrestling that he can't do. That you can't. That he couldn't sell me to be a believer to be believable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jr all the times that he's the most gifted athlete to ever step into that ring. And I believe that I believe that wholeheartedly. So to try to tell me that I've heard, I've watched other interviews and people have asked this question to other wrestlers and they'll say, they'll say that he, they don't see him in that spot. I'm like, why don't you see him in that spot? Like you're, you're not, he's, he's over, he's over as fuck. He, I think there's no, I don't think there's ever been a point in Shelton Benjamin's career that he has not been over. He's always been over. Um, it, I feel like if they, if he had like merchandise, merchandise, he, that shit would sell the fuck out too. He's over. He's always been over. Uh, spe- that gold standard run was my favorite of all time because he had the swagger he had the mean streak mm-hmm. um he was downright entertaining and he he didn't even i mean at that point i think he was in you know he was uh united states champion but he was telling you i am the gold standard i may not be heavyweight champion but i am you everybody else is below me i'm at the top right i'm at the top and i just love that yeah he's uh one of the ones that like I'd love to see get that opportunity um, every year when WWE would release the the yearly video game, uh, I, I'd play around with different stuff. And actually, this year, well, I guess it was technically 2019 for 2020, the last one they released. I ended up putting the Hurt Business together, and I made him the champ. And I had him like he had his guys around him, but he was the champ, and like. It, I had a good time with it. Like there's, there's a lot you can do with that game. And it's like, I just, you know, why not give him a shot? I think he's, he's definitely decent at it. So I'm with you, man. I think he should uh, get a title run. I think, I mean, if they're going to, if they were to break up the group, that'd be the way to do it is I have them all in fight and go for that title off of Bobby. So I'd be into it. I'd love to see a Shelton Benjamin Bobby Lashley feud. If that's, if that's, if that's what, if that's what it would have to break down to, that's the matchup from that that i would like to see yeah i think that could be uh that could be real interesting so going back to some questions i have here uh did you backyard um i did i i get it was really for me it was front air wrestling we could <laughs> wrestle in the backyard but it wasn't it was it wasn't in a ring or anything we just pretty much wrestled 
like on the grass, but it was nothing extreme. Like some of these, like I see what some of these guys have done before getting into professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. It was just something to do. Yeah. Just like, uh, some people in the front yard with like, you know, title belts and just doing that kind of thing. Yeah. It was, yeah, we would, um, we would kind of like reenact like WWE storylines. We kind of try to like do our own thing. Like one of my friends at first he was, he would, be like jbl and then like he was like you know i need like a i need like an original name and this man decided that his original name would be eagle he decided on the name eagle and to <laughs> this day i'm over here like eagle eagle that's what you're gonna go with you can keep that i'll just be randy orton <laughs> <laughs> i mean you could pick any name in wrestling. I mean, there's there's some silly names out there, but I mean, <laughs> Eagle, Eagle, okay. Eagle's a different one. All right. Uh, me and my friends, like I had mine. Uh, we, I used to get like the, uh, one of the wrestling magazines and like they had like in the back, they had all the different rankings for the different promotions and stuff. And mm-hmm. I saw one for like CZW and they had like, they spelled it Nick cage instead of Nick gauge. So I was Nick cage. And then I changed it to Shane cage. And, uh, I had the smoking skull, like the toy smoking skull belt. And that was my belt. And my buddy had the, um, the big Eagle, I guess is what they call it. He had mm-hmm. that one. So like we would wrestle over that and like he had his own character and like, we put the mattress down in on the floor in my bedroom and stuff like that. And we'd be doing suplexes and power bombs and stuff. And, uh, we did all that kind of stuff and nothing too. we never went crazy with it. Like we try to have like a hardcore match outside and like use a ladder and stuff like that. And then once somebody fell off the ladder and it wasn't soft to land on the ground, that kind of ended us doing anything out there. So he <laughs> <laughs> was like, you know, I'm- I wonder what the, I wonder what it feels like for them to fall off a ladder. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just right into the ground, okay. just right into the dirt. It's like, all right, oh, I'm done. That was not fun. Peace. <laughs> I got to go. But that'd be like how we'd uh, like. I bought when my one buddy was getting out of wrestling. He like got rid of a bunch of stuff and he had a bunch of different title belts. So like that's what we decided to do is we we're gonna have a ladder match and I was gonna. Uh, win all the belts that way from him instead of like, you know, you know, I was just paying him for him, but, uh, mm. he had like a Ray Mysterio mask. So like I pulled the Ray Mysterio mask off of him and he had to hide his face. And then like, I grabbed the belts and stuff. It was silly, just silly stuff like that. Luckily, times, man. I never, never got hurt doing that. But then when I actually went and trained, I, I did get hurt and then I, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't do it anymore. So it was like, it's always interesting thinking back to to those to those days like we were we would call matches we would we would call matches and i had no idea what the fuck was going on or whatever but like i think he he had a i think one of his friends his dad was like a photographer for wwe or whatever and he kind of like i guess like spilled the beans on how everything works and stuff like that um and i mean it's i was i would still argue to any anybody anywhere or whatever that would say anything negative about professional wrestling. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, we would, we'd be in there calling matches, trying to put all this stuff together or whatever. Um, it was, you, you can't, I, you can't beat the, you can't beat those times. That shit was fun. I mean, I guess what I'm doing now beats kind of beats it, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, 
Yeah, it's fun to, to look back on and, and think about, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, I always think it's interesting to see, like, how many people, like, did backyarding and then where they're at now with in, in like, in wrestling and stuff that. It seems like a lot, a lot of people did. Um, even if it was just, like, you know, just horsing around with your friends is still – that was definitely a uh, thing. If you were a wrestling fan at some point, you, you definitely horsed around with your friends and, and pretended to wrestle. So, yeah, you definitely wanted to do it. I mean, especially as a kid, like you can't you can't legally get into it. So, okay, what's the next step? Buy some title belts. Buy one of the 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 WWE theme uh, <laughs> CD. Get your boom. Get your boom box or get your cassette player. Uh, plug that bitch up and have a good fucking time. Did you have any wrestling figures? Uh, yes, I, I I still have them somewhere at my dad's house, but um, I made them. I made the mistake of trying to introduce them to my nephews, um, and they did not play with them like I played with them. <laughs> uh, but but I, I'm not, I, I was I was salty about it in the beginning, but now I'm not so salty about it. It is what it is. Um, but I had. The ones I, I had Shelton Benjamin, I had Batista, I had Triple H, I had JBL, I had Benoit, um, I had Test, I had the One Two Three Kid X uh, X Pac, I had Rick Steiner, uh, who else? I had Booker T for a minute, but we I traded that. Me and my friends would always trade them. Um, uh, who else did I have? Kane. Had Al Snow, um, and then that's, I had the world title, and then I had tag team titles. Yeah, I had the tag team titles. I used to that have action figures was like the best. I I had this like this like twin this twin bed, um, and I would get a clipboard. I get some old VHS tapes from my parents' room, and I build these stages. And I'd have the game going. I'd have the remote next to me so I could select the theme music. Um, and I would just go to town. And I'd sit there for hours just putting things together. Uh, it, it was just nonsense. So I had, like, the, uh, the the Titantron that had, like, the metal strips where, like, you were supposed to put the figure on it and it would play the music. <laughs> but I didn't use that part of it. I had, like, after a while, they came out with some other, like, cardboard sets with the entrance. I had, like, different uh, ring ropes for the ring. And uh, I had my closet was set up like an arena. I literally had a uh, chain hanging down from where you, like, you would hang your clothes at. It would hang down so that you could have a ladder match. Like I had a little That's hook on it f- for that. Uh, I had the, the crowd was all my other wrestling figures. I had them all laid out by like brand. I had two different brands and then I ended up having three, like three separate companies. I had so many figures, had my little announce table set up in the back portion of it in the back wall. It was, yeah. And then for my entrance music, I actually had all the different, um, all the different CDs and I had like a three disc changer. So I would just like be able to, to play it all through that and uh that's awesome it's it's something like what kids have now with like tablets i've seen people have Uh setups with like the tablet behind the thing so it plays the entrance video in the background like that's that's wild man there's a kid on i can't remember the the dude the kid's name on tiktok but there's a kid on tiktok that follows me i follow i had to follow him back but yeah he's got the i think he's got like the tablet um he's got like it's almost like a, um, it's like the back, it's, it's like the stage of 
like I think it was like I think it's like TNA, um, but like it's 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 a backdrop. It's I guess it's a picture of the stage or whatever. But he has it to where it looks almost like they would be coming out of the tunnel anyway. But it's on the uh, it's on the uh, but it's on the tablet itself. Okay, on the screen. That's the creativity is insane. Yeah, they have like all these great things now, like the where like the like a, it's almost like a background backdrop where it's a crowd and stuff like that. I was like, man, I would have killed to have all that kind of stuff when I was like growing up playing with all those. Like that's just perfect. And they have the barrier that goes around the ring, and it's like, man, kind of missed out on that that golden area. If I would have kept all my stuff, I, I have a handful I'm, of them now, but that's I just kind of like some of them are in package and then the others I have like just sitting on my desk. So I'm jealous. I'm so jealous of the kids these days, man. They got all the cool shit. They got all the cool stages. Like some of the like toy stages that I've seen recently, it's just like, I remember I had, I had the old smack, the first SmackDown stage. Um, and my mom made me throw it away for some reason. I was so pissed off. I was so angry. Uh, but that just having that stage because I feel you had a little metal strip you could put them down it would play their music. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that man. I really wish you didn't like, make me throw that away. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, and then some of these people that customize like they had like these amazing looking Pentagon figures before AEW and like Super Seven released theirs. These people had these mm-hmm. ones that looked like they were pro made. I mean, it's crazy to see what people can do now like stuff i would have never dreamt of doing when i was a kid my a buddy of mine i don't i don't know if someone else made it for him or he made it himself but he made an act he made a figure of himself um and i mean he, i he doesn't have like i guess everything you would need to make it look like make it look exactly like him mm-hmm. but it was pretty damn close and i was like who the hell gave this man an action figure? What do you get an action figure for? What's my action figure? I'm sure soon enough a fan's gonna bring you one. Watch, you'll 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 eventually get one from somebody that they custom made for you. And I'm gonna cry on the spot. <laughs> so you you mentioned TikTok. So let's talk about TikTok because I'm on there, but I don't create any content. I just go on there to like look at funny videos and. Uh, kind of just see what's going on i don't really i haven't taken that leap into doing that yet do you do you create or you, do you just kind of go on there and look at stuff i like i'm not i guess i'm not like a i'm not like a super like content creator like i'll go on there like and post like my like stuff like wrestling stuff that i would post on instagram mm-hmm. um, just as like another um uh avenue to you know get other more eyes on me um but i i'll like i'll if i see like a video or whatever that's kind of weird or kind of funny or, or or just stupid or whatever i might stitch i might stitch it um uh i think when i first got on there like that i think that was when uh was it gen z was bullying uh uh donald trump on tiktok and i fell into that rabbit hole um <laughs> of just all the videos about it um so i yeah i felt yeah i felt deep in that rabbit hole <laughs> left, i guess they would call it leftist tiktok i felt deep into that 
Um, but I think I've, I think I've dug my way out into regular TikTok. Um, but yeah, I just get a, my girlfriend gets mad at me all the time because I'm I I can be on there for a long ass time. Same. Because there's all there's just there's just so much, and it's and it's also never it, it ne- it's never ending. Right. <laughs> and like I I mean I've learned I mean as far as like hit like what we were talking about uh, before like as far as like history and stuff goes like I've learned I've learned so much history wise and so much um, just like information that we weren't that we weren't necessarily taught in school mm-hmm. um that you wouldn't know uh you wouldn't know i guess offhand um because i mean people this this is like these are people's interests um so they talk about these things and they share this information so though there's a lot of funny funny stuff on there there's also a lot of information on there or whatever that i feel like everybody should see at some point in their life yeah that's one of the great things about um tiktok is like i found this guy on there that does the news but he specifically does he doesn't exaggerate stuff it's it's very to the point and so i go on there for like anything like when i want to know what's going on with the news like i just go to him and kind of see what he says for the day because i feel like there's there's a lot of mishmash and stuff between like going to major news sites and he usually is just direct on everything like he does lean left he's not he he which is fine uh because i do too but like he he does it in an almost it doesn't matter way where it's like he's still going to give you exactly what the news is not it doesn't matter what his opinion is and like yeah. sometimes like the way he'll he'll give you the news it'll be obviously he'll have an attitude about whatever or he'll roll his eyes but it's like he's still giving you the direct news it's not like it's slanted any any specific way to you know the viewpoint so I think there's just, there's a lot of great stuff on there. Like you said, there's a lot, you can learn all kinds of stuff on there. Um, I, I found my way in all kinds of different stuff on there and it's, yeah, it's, it's time consuming. Like I'll go lay down at nine o'clock at night and somehow still be on it at midnight. I'm like maybe I should go to bed. I don't know. Yeah. I should, like I'll be, I'll be laying there like, okay. I'll tell my girlfriend like, okay, like three more videos. Okay. Three more videos. <laughs> and I'll say, okay, it's not, not the one I'm just now watching. The next one is count starts to three. <laughs> it's, it's a, it, I, I, you could say it's a problem, but it's a, it's a problem that I can manage. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've picked up like new songs from there. I found like new music on there and stuff like that. So much new music. Um, there's so many like, I mean, I like, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call this like this new age hip hop, new age rap or whatever. Um, not necessarily the mumble rap. I think that's kind of died and went somewhere, but, um, just like some, some of these new artists coming out, um, like there's not a lot of, I would, I guess there's not a lot of, a lot of substance to their music, mm-hmm. but it gets the job done as far as like some have to have something on your gym playlist or have something fun to listen to. And I, I like that TikTok. I've, I like that they're able to get on TikTok and push their music and push their art, um, and to have that platform and for people to discover it, um, and for also for people who are on their content creating and they're able to you know make a living off of it or whatever, making freaking videos. Like I think that's awesome too. But yes, I've discovered so much, so much new music on there. Yeah, there's, I, I have like, it's, I'll have all these weird random songs like on my Spotify playlist. And I'm like, start thinking about, I'm like, where did I get this and this and this from? And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I remember 
TikTok. I TikTok. Some, somebody randomly had it. Like they have this slow down version of a Rihanna song and like, sounds way better slowed down it doesn't even sound like rihanna but like i put the regular version with that she did on there because it's still pretty good and Mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of different stuff like that it's i've been finding a lot of different stuff that way speaking of uh your entrance music yes uh how did did, uh, that all come about so um so uh we would so the school that i wrestled at the or the school that i was trained at the WWA four, we do these Thursday night, we do these Thursday night shows every week. Um, okay. even still now going in, in this COVID era, but before that, um, everybody would just use like YouTube music from like YouTube. Um, and for some reason, I, as around this time I was using uh win by J rock and every single time that, uh, they would go to play my music, it would mess up somehow, some way, either a connection or somebody or the the little audio jack was was janky or whatever then it would always mess up and one of the fans um that was there his name's Lacey, his name's Lacey um his right name is Lacey the Great um he approached me and he was like yo I can make you a theme song or whatever um he, and he was telling me like what like I guess like what his vision was of it um so we got to talking and he made, he made me two songs. The first one, it was kind of like, I, I guess I told him like, I wanted like that, that gold standard Shelton Benjamin vibe mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, but that was kind of like out of, out of his element, but he did it anyway. Um, and he like, it wasn't, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I mean, I still listen to it from time to time, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I was like, yo, could you, uh, could you put together something like, like do your own thing or whatever? Uh, I mean, I told him what I wanted in the song, but other than that, I wanted him to be comfortable and, uh, you know, do it how he would do any other song. Um, and that's how the song that I have now came about. And he told me a few weeks ago, he didn't even write any of that down. He just freestyled it, nice. which is impressive to me. Um, Cause I had to like I had to write it I had to write it all down uh, for uh, for some fans at Action because they made this like really cool poster of me with all of my all the lyrics to my song on there. Uh, but recently, I want to say earlier, no, late yeah, late twenty twenty, I actually bought the rights for the song or whatever. So now I own it. So that's why it's on Spotify and on Pandora and all and all those other streaming platforms. Right on. I, uh, it'll, it'll actually, it actually introed you. Uh, I, I cut part of it and put it in as like a break between me introing the show and then going to the interview. So everybody will get to hear that. And like you said, it is on Spotify. If you want to add it, it's on my playlist. I thought it was really good. So it's on my playlist. Yeah. I want the whole world to hear it. That's my goal. The whole world to hear my song, whether it's, whether it's you listen to on Spotify or you being at a show and seeing me, that's my goal. Yeah, that that song probably gets you real hype uh, in person. That's that song's real good. Like I could see that it fits for an entrance music. It gets you hyped up. As, like even though it's on my playlist and I know it's on my playlist, every time it comes on, like because I always shuffle it, I always shuffle my playlist. Mm-hmm. So when it when it finally comes on, I'm like, I just get excited every time. <laughs> it never gets old. Yeah, I I've listened to it probably like ten times since I put it on there, and I that's why i actually even use like the the photo of it from when i mentioned maybe getting an interview with you because like i was like oh man this is really good i need to 
need to do this interview. So yeah, it kind of all ties in. Um, Speaking of theme music, what is your favorite theme song from any company, any wrestler who like, what's your favorite? So obviously stone colds is like iconic. Like it'll, there'll never be another one like his. Um, cause you know, once you hear that glass, it's on. If Stone Cold Steve Austin's song does not, if you do not feel alive after hearing that glass break, you're not, you're, you're not human. You're not alive. You're dead (laughs) on the inside. Um, let's see. I really like Lee Moriarty's, um, not boot up, but the other one that he comes out to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that one a lot. Like I know when that hits, like there's about to be a real good match. I really like Matt Justice's uh, music, um, "Lifer by Down." I really like that song. Um, obviously, Nick Gage's when you hear the, the the bells toll, like it's it's on when you hear that. Fox, uh, uh, when we're at the school, that's the song that he likes to use. Um, and every single time I hear it, I'm like, "Oh shit, Nick Gage is here!" And he cracks up every time. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh he was gone for a while. Um I think he was back in jail at the time and like I was at this AIW Absolution show and the main event had just wrapped up and Tim Donce was champion and all of a sudden the bell hit and I was like, Who is this? And I was like, Wait a second, is that Nick Gage? And he came out and the crowd just went insane. Like it was it felt like the Hardys coming out at WrestleMania insane in that building. Like it was so just like the crowd went crazy and he was all over the place and like just came up into the, the stands with us. And it was, it was wild. I'll never, ever forget that. That's fire. So is is that, is that like your, is that, is that your pick? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can have a favorite like currently, cause I don't really watch much. Um, WWE anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I always get real excited when I hear Danhausen's, uh, which is Rammstein. I really liked like on uh, that when I hear that because he's like one of my all-time favorites now. Um, so that's like a guilty pleasure to to have uh, Rammstein. So I guess I'd probably have to go with that. Um, but Nick Gage is a close second. Like well, I know when I hear that bell, like about to get a crazy ass match. Okay. Okay. My favorite, my, I guess my two favorites outside of, of Stone Cold and The Rock, The Rock's like Nation of Domination uh, theme, because it was like real slow, um, uh, would have to be uh, My Time, Triple H, My Time. Okay. Um, and then uh, the, uh, the Ain't No Stopping Me version for, uh, for Sean Benjamin, he was the gold standard. Those are my two. Right on. Yeah, the Triple H My Time one, I think I used to use for my created wrestler all the time on video games because that was... such a good song. Yes. Like, I mean, like, the the Motorhead Motorhead theme that he uses now is cool and all, but I feel like that My Time theme was it. Yeah, absolutely. That was prime Triple H. I mean... I don't think... I I think I saw an interview. He didn't, like... he He didn't... He didn't like it. Um, it made, I mean, it made sense for him saying it's my time, but he didn't really like it. He wanted something like more edgy, but that, that theme is definitely, that theme is dope. Yeah. That's definitely my favorite theme of his. So, all right, man. Well, uh, I think we got a little bit of time left uh, to wrap up. Uh, so Marvel and DC movies, do you have, do you have a favorite one? A favorite, my favorites are ant-man and black panther 
So why Ant-Man? Because I know a lot of people don't like Ant-Man. I think it's great because it's like more comedy based because of Paul Rudd. But mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of Marvel fans really they kind of throw that uh, to the side with everything. So why do you like Ant Man? Yeah, because I think a lot of people a lot of people throw it to the side because it's not as serious as the other ones or whatever. But like I feel like you can't have all the movies in the series uh, about every single character can't be um, uh, super serious. Right. I also like Captain Marvel, uh, but I like Ant Man because I mean Paul if Paul Rudd came in all serious and uh, if he, if he had a serious movie like that serious superhero movie, I wouldn't, I would not buy in. I would not buy in. Um, and the whole, the Ant-Man character is just dope as fuck. Like he, I, you can, you're a, you're a whole grown man and you can shrink down into this little thing or whatever and still be strong as fuck and beat the crap out of, uh, out of, regular size grown men mm-hmm. take my money <laughs> i think that's uh, comedy has its place there because i think the first two thor movies weren't that great but once they got to ragnarok and they added that big time comedy element to it i think it took off and i think that's why uh thor ragnarok is my favorite thor film because it's so it's just not like i don't know stuffy i guess i would say it's more mm-hmm. comic relief and tongue-in-cheek and like it's filled with i don't know just i felt like a much better film overall compared to the first two thor films yeah def def definitely i when i first watched ragnarok i was like what the what is going on here <laughs> like what are we doing why how how, how do you going to capture this man and put him in this uh arena to fight the fucking hulk like what are we doing <laughs> um, i was definitely thrown off at first but I mean, as the movie went on, it was like, okay, okay, I see what y'all doing here. We not being serious now. We out here, out here playing games out here. Okay, I see y'all. Um, and I feel like you can't have. I mean, if if a movie's gonna be like serious, serious, then it's gonna have to be like some like Spawn, Blade, Blade type shit. It's gonna have to. If it's, if we gonna go here, we gonna go here. Mm. Um, but if we're not going to go there, then I would rather it be ha-ha funny sometimes. Definitely some action in there, but definitely I, I definitely want to laugh. Like, yeah, they're superheroes, but we relate to them because they have human quality. Right. And I think that's the big thing that Marvel hit the, the head uh, on the nail with that DC didn't, is they made you care about the characters when they're not mm-hmm. in costume, whereas DC, I don't care about any of those characters uh they don't feel human to me they just feel like whatever and i love batman but i just i don't like what they've done uh since like i love the dark knight trilogy i want this new batman with robert pattinson to be awesome because it seems like they were going to make him a detective and i like that aspect of batman but i didn't care for uh ben affleck's batman no because that's some shock well i mean tiktok leftist tiktok has made me hate batman (laughs) (laughs) it's so bad it's so bad but like when you really think about batman it don't make no sense you're a billionaire playboy who fights crime when you could you could use that those billions to help out these uh help out these poor people you know i mean tony stark's in the same vein though i mean he yeah yeah, yeah, definitely tony stark yes definitely they're they're both they're both trash um (laughs) but 
like if if they ever if we if they did like a story or whatever where Batman was just like, look, I could help y'all out, but I just like beating y'all up. Like I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this to help anybody out or whatever. I just want to put on the suit, come out here and beat people up. That that you can take my money on that one. Same with Iron Man. If Iron Man was like, yo, look, like I know I got all this money and I got these really dope suits. Um and like I was, I was gonna help like save the day, but that shit's boring. So what I'm gonna do is every day of the month I'm gonna get if I don't if I don't have a suit for every day of the month I'm gonna create one, but I'm gonna come out in a different suit every day and whoop y'all asses. Okay, okay. Uh, All right, and with that, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Do you have any plugs? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Kane 11. Uh, don't find me on Facebook. That's just why. Um, Instagram is a Suplex Assassin. Uh, my pro wrestling tea store is Suplex Island, or you can just type in Alex Kane. You'll probably find it faster you type in Alex Kane. Um, yeah, those were my plugs. Buy my merch. Just buy my merch. Just buy my merch. <laughs> Right. Yes, buy his merch, all of it. All of it. All of it. All right, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. This yeah, this was fun. New channel chill, but I'm hot as two sun. Protecting the brand, I went and bought some more guns. Roll up some shit, look like elephant thumbs. Baggage your time, set the watch on my arm. Bitches gon' milk, cause I'm lit like a candle. I'm never lacking, getting hit with my hammer. I ain't used to none, she thought Chanel was channel. When I record, she show out for the camera. Buzz down the cardio, plain Jane her blow. One bitch that's Uno with me and it's two though. Stars in a Lambo, I done went Pluto. Me and this money, a dynamic duo. Slam on the op, hit his ass with the suplex. Live in a condo and trap out the duplex. Ice on my collar, can't tell this a crew neck. Walk on the spot, all the hoes all in hooded. I did a feature they pay with biscotti used to be og but now it's exotic no dice around but my scrap in the party all right thank you everyone for checking out this first episode of on a tear from iwtv guide hope you enjoyed it as always check out our podcast friends wrestling cheers pod van dam the super fantastic podcast at odds with wrestling the spotlight series and its evolution baby and check out our other friends pwponderings.com use promo code pwp for five days free big starks brand mouse's wrestling adventures good company in cleveland ohio smoke and jay's barbecue kayfabe collectibles action wrestling paradigm pro wrestling and southern underground pro you can find me on twitter and instagram at charlie underscore butters and you can find this podcast on twitter and instagram at iwtv guide wear your mask black lives matter Peace. In my pillow. Knock off a op, then I fuck on his widow. Then catch me a flight, turn a little journey and get low. What? I go ham, but no poke on my phone. Took a jet from LA to New York. Know I'm lit, but I'm just heating up. It's way too early to be passing a toy. Can't do that. I turned the condo to a trap spot. Let a nigga take my chain, I bet not. Already too late if you see that red dot. Bow. Go. Protecting the brand, I just bought some new Glock. Coronavirus, they went out of stock.